This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I am Holly Snape. I am your host today. I'm from Community Waikato and I have with me Sally Ridley joining on the telephone today, also from Community Waikato. Hello, Sally. Hello, how are you? I'm well and I'm so pleased you could join us today um, over the phone all the way um, in the Waitatuna. Um, yes. <laughs> so not too far away, but um, but far enough that this was obviously a better way to connect and have a bit of a chat today. Fantastic. Now, um, we're going to talk a bit about funding because uh, obviously this is a, a key role of Community Waikato is um, the work we do in our partnership with the Tyndall Foundation and we have a fund currently open. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about what Tyndall prioritise, what their sort of broader strategy is. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks with regard to funding. So if you're an organisation who does rely a little bit on community funding, then you might find today's um, show a little bit interesting. Um, but Sally, let's start first of all with the Tyndall Fund. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the background of the Tyndall Fund and then what it is they are doing with that currently, what their aim and goal is? Yeah. Well, so I suppose to start with, we've had a we've been in a relationship with the Tyndall Foundation since 2003. That's when we um, signed our first contract with them, and at that time it was the supporting families and social services category. So it was a little broader than it is now, um, mm. and they've they've since refined it, which is which is great. You know, these they've made it clearer. Maybe not so great for some of the social service entities that used to fit, but now they've um, the you know they've met because they've. Priority is family, it's communities and families, and they've really honed their, um, for the regional funding anyway, really honed goals down to supporting whānau and families. And they have sort of six areas, um, and you can fit all one or some, it doesn't matter, but it's yeah. anything around family funding, and it's a, the primary focus of your organisation, which unfortunately excludes our supporting, uh, sorry, our um, sport um, and health-based organisations, also environmental, although they do have a, a different fund for that. And that's not anything against those agencies that provide health-based or sporting-based um, support, but it's, um, you know, they've got to define it, otherwise the money just would just go and would hardly make a ripple in the bucket. So they've brought it right down. So um, even though there are many of our, particularly our health, well, both actually health mm. and sports agencies that do things with young people and children, um, it's that's where you have to then take the second step and look at the the, um, the focus of your organisation, the prime focus of your organisation, and if it's health or sports-based, your support of whānau family doesn't um, trump that, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so, and, yeah, and, yeah. and that includes education too. But we, we, yeah, we might come back and explore that a little bit more um, in a moment. Um, where did the fund initially come from? So where, where is this money come from in the well, first place? It's being added to by different things, but the initial story we had was when... Uh, so, so um, Stephen Tindall, when they flo- and, and Lady Margaret, when they floated the warehouse and became, you know, the, financially, that was a really good thing for them. And so, essentially, half of it, you know, was Margaret's, and she chose to put it in. She didn't want to be 
wealthy. She decided to, so that's essentially where the Tyndall funding came from. And it's being added to, of course, by Stevens, but the initial part, and that's where the family focus comes from too, families and children, which has always been Lady Margaret's um, prime focus. You know, something very important to her. She's been very involved with, you know, parenting type uh, support all the mm. way along from, from being a parent herself and onwards. Um, so that's where it came, this very strong focus on families and really bringing it in community, but bringing it down to our children, our New Zealand children having, you know, safe, um, healthy, happy homes where they, you know, they're having good lives, um, you know, they have support, they're well fed, all of all of the good things, all the things you want for mm. children. You know, they have attachment, they, you know, they're cared for, they're raised well, they have access to education and food and, you know. Yeah. Housing, everything, anything to do with children. Um, And and that's, you know, always been a little bit at the heart of this funding. But like you say, they've recently um, worked on, when I say recently, it's a few years now, but worked on a strategy to really refine um, what they meant by that, wasn't it? Yep, refine and define. So there's six goals um, that we work with in in the um, regional donation manager. what umbrella or the that's mm. how where we fund from so um the sentences are a little long than what i'll read out so it, the first is like healthy and happy families where everyone has a strong sense of self and culture and you know connected to their identity and culture mm. countries where a country where all new zealanders live in affordable healthy safe and violence free homes a place where whanau and family have sufficient means to raise their tamariki and their children um, that parents and caregivers or carers feel confident and supportive, that tamariki and children and the rangatahi are young people are attached and secure and the families are getting the support they need. Um, the rangatahi young people um, are resilient, they're connected, they're able to participate, they have a strong sense of self and enjoy meaningful work. And um, also, um, and this is a new, there's a specific fund also, but a gender equal Aotearoa New Zealand where all gender identities are respected have um, equal opportunity and are able to make their own choices. And and to add to that one, there's a new fund open that I don't administer, it's administered from the central source, and that's really particularly around our um, LGBTQ community. So, um, you mm. know, there's a really strong focus. It's everybody. It's not just Māori or Pākehā or children or this. It's, it's um, you know, it encompasses the whole group in any way they are, so that there's no exclusions going on. They're very supportive of gender Equality, that's another. And I think um, in this you can see the influence of the younger generation of Tyndalls coming on up mm. with the, with the um, not new ideas, but, you know, people articulating. We know now, you know, now 20, 2020s, um, people are starting to articulate it a lot more, you know, the, um, yeah. the, the need to be responsive to everybody, that, that there's more than he and she or, um, you know, old young, there's, there's a wide range of people here that perhaps have been unintentionally excluded just just by virtue of not fitting into the mainstream box. I think you you, the, you make an interesting point in saying that too, um, in that the Tyndalls are very involved, but when you say this is the younger generation coming through, um, the Tyndall Foundation um, is composed a lot of members of the Tyndall yes. family. Can yep. you yep. tell us a little bit about what the foundation actually looks like? Well, there's a range of people that work there. Some of them... Um, of, of the staff, uh, and some of them are also family members, so um, in the in, in a number of the roles, but also sitting on at the board of trustees. There's um, there's Tyndall members of the family, um, as well as the, the parents. Uh, you know, Margaret and Stephen. There's also some of their children are there, um, and there's also other funds that are open. You know, and so there's sort of like 
the oversight and the um, thinking of a number of, not all of them, but a number of the, the Tyndall, well, I call them children, but they're all grown adults. adults yes. <laughs> now. But they, you know, their focus, um, so they're guiding the organisation either uh, actively and practically by working within the organisation, but also at a board level where they, um, you know, the direction of where the agency's going in the future. Yeah. Being, you know, it's been guided and influenced by, so there's a very strong, um, thread that runs through the family, obviously that um, you know that um, you know of caring, you mm. know that our, our responsibility, you know that we all have to each other to you know to help to help those that you know give a um, a hand up to those that need it, and um, that, yeah, just absolutely. So, you know, um, we, the, the fund we administer, you've talked a bit about it being that very, very family whānau focused, and I think those six principles you read out make it very clear what yeah. is included, um, yeah. which by proxy implies what's not included. Yeah. Um, but of course, there are, an, and we don't need to go through all this in detail, but just to give our listeners a bit of an idea about what Tyndall do outside of our region, there's also a couple of other um, broader funds. Did you want to just sort of flag yeah, what and a couple actually, of them are? While we're talking, I'm going to just open the website so I don't miss any. Um, but there's one, like, they, the environment is also another focus for them. Yeah. They, they do, where they have, like, for us, there's the regional funding managers. Excuse me, I'm just going to call. There's the regional fund or donation managers. Then there's the faith-based which are very similar, but it's funding that goes through uh, churches, you know, they because they do, a, you know, we, as we know, our church folk do a lot of social service type work. Um, and then there's, they have an, um, funding, but they support the WWF um, for funding. That's um, not that's funding. not the wrestling people, no, is it? not wrestling. No, it's more, not, not those penguins and things wrestle, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know... Uh, World true, Wildlife yeah. Federation. Yeah. Yep. So they, they essentially do family, community and, and environment. And so... Um, under the family, um, I'm cl- um, it's all at their website. This is something I actually, I must say, while I'm thinking website, a lot of people, even though we've been doing this since, like I say, since um, 2003, people still go to the Tyndall Foundation and put an application in, knowing mm. it's open, seeing it on their website, getting it on the bulletin, knowing it's open, they go to the Tyndall Foundation. So it's, we call our one deliberately the Community Waikato Tyndall funding, and, and that's to try to come to Community Waikato for this, because people will put their application into Tyndall and they view them there and then they send mm. them to me and yes. if, if they cut themselves a little fine you may end up missing out. They do forward them through to me and we're, we're both aware that this happens and it happens every year with different um, organisations but yeah. <clears throat> sometimes surprisingly organisations that have funded through us successfully in the past go to the Tyndall Foundation but perhaps it's because people Google Tyndall and then just go to the first what pops up, yeah, that, yeah, that's quite possible, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, so, yeah. There, there are some of our local groups that perhaps have a national presence, where there may be the um, national fund is more of a an option. Could be if it's a bigger amount, yes, and, and check with them first. You know, like yeah, you, ours is only is quite small. We get about within this one, we distribute around a hundred thousand. Um, and as you can imagine, if I get sixty applications to that, <clears throat> and they're all good ones, we we have you know we have we do have a process, we filter some out, but the, the, we usually, it tends to be between three and 5,000 per organisation, mm. so it is quite a small fund. So um, for a big organisation that's looking for millions, it's not, you know, it's not going to make much of a difference. But for a smaller organisation, because, I'm, and I often encourage people to do, um, you know, for your, just your general work, so don't, you know, you can do projects if you want, but mm. it's often better to do um, operational 
you know, and that way you can mm. apply it where you need it. Yeah, because um, not not yeah. all funders um, do no. give operational funding, yeah. so that is a really useful tip. I, yeah, I, think I, I, I sort of because it's a small amount, and also um, if you if you have your operational generally, and then there's a few other little funds that you might be able to get operational funding from, then you can put it into that pool for operational wages, whatever, and you can use it rather than defining I'm going to do this project at this time with this. You know, that makes mm, it... Um, kind of locks you in, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a little, so, you know, I always say that. Um, under the environmental one, they, they, it's, you know, they have a... It's really clear on the website what's here, and then they can, on the Tinder website, and then they direct you. Um, but they're, they're interested in all um, sort of aspects of environmental, not just, you know, from, um, you know, cleaning the oceans through to yeah. um, ecosystem management and encouraging you know, education around public, inspiring and educating the public around you know, maintaining our environment and being more sustainable, all that sort of thing. So it's a really broad range, so you're not going to miss out. Education and health is, is still an exclusion, and by education I particularly mean um, mainstream education. So if you're a school or a, um, yeah, you just don't fit or kindergarten, that sort of thing, because there's other sources of funds that you can get that aren't, you know, aren't available for our yeah, and, and I, special service sort of sector. I think the, the, the Tyndalls have often made it quite clear too that, that they see some activities as, as activities that should be government funded. Yes, yeah. which is and, fair. They, and they should be. Yeah. And, and there's, I suppose every funder needs to draw a line on what well, they can... Yeah, yeah. Cause like, like say, if you, if you hand it open to everybody, then the, the funding can just disappear without even making a ripple. You know, they want to have some impact in yeah. the specific area they've chosen. And as you say, the government, there, there is a responsibility, you know, education is, and health, actually. But a lot of organisations, or a number, of course, there's this sort of like tightrope, you know, like you could, it could be one way or the other. They have, yes. You know, and those are always quite difficult. But it comes down to, I have to look, I, my final measuring stick sort of thing is the primary pers- purpose of the organisation, is how yeah. I have to make that choice. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and that that does make um, that that certainly does make sense, and I'm sure, like, while a source of frustration, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and I do feel for organisations because, you know, I, I always tell people this is not uh, a comment or a, or a critique of the great work you're doing. It just mm. doesn't fit this poll. That that's it. Just comes down to that. There's other places you'll have to go. This doesn't, you know. Uh, some people, I think, yeah, I've had conversations with people where they felt quite strongly that, um, you know, it's. Um, almost a slight about the work they're doing and it's absolutely not that. It's just oh, I've got I've got some specific things I need to follow and um and there's a reason that they've made these decisions, you know, um, for to guide my work and to guide who I can fund. Mm. So if I fund the wrong people, the well I suppose we have to pay it out of community <laughs> wake out and that's what it actually will come down to. So um so we're we're one of um, I couldn't guess quite how many um, funders around many. the country. Yeah, there are a few, aren't 20, there? 30. I'm trying to, I should have had that. I'm not even sure that I know the answer. There's quite a lot of us. Um, we're one of the few organisations like us, but mind you, as community workers, we are pretty unique anyway, but many of the other community-based funders around New Zealand um, are the community foundations, mm-hmm. you know, and because that, that's what they do. You know, they... Um, you know, they manage pools of money for from individuals who've donated right through to big chunks of funding, as you know, from um, Momentum. Yes. Um, you know, but we, we just, I suppose because we've just got this long history um, and it just happened that community Waikato or social services Waikato as we were then applied way back then, or I might have been approached I think by Tyndall way back then yeah. as, a fund, as a person in the Waikato region because they, they choose people in the regions that that's part of the criteria is that you know your 
organisations well because it's uh, a choice they've made rather than manage applications for funding from the central point in Auckland where they're, where they're based um, because they feel that these organisations such as ourselves know our communities better so we can make more informed decisions on the funding. Yeah, certainly certainly you can see how it would be challenging to administer a national fund without having some of the insights and reflections on... Exactly, because then it would come down to the people that have got the best application writers. And I know myself, I get you you can get a beautifully written application and I can get one that's perhaps not so... um, It's not written by a wordsmith, but I know that the perhaps the person, the, the organisation, the unwordsmith, although they may not have presented themselves quite so beautifully on in the application, I know that the quality of their work is exceptional. You know, the things mm. they're doing from my own self, but also from the you know the, the networks I have and the people I work with within community workers. But if you're only doing it from a central point, you're relying on a really done, really well done application. And that's... Um, it's not always easy for people. Mm. I know our, our people that are listening will know, you know, if you're lucky, you have you have yourself a wonderful person doing your applications, but if you're not, you're doing it on the fly, often late in the evening after you've finished your day's work. You're yes. trying to rush to get your application off, you know, before five o'clock or, you know, over the weekend, before, you know, like you're rushing to get it in and you're doing your best, but there's not, not everybody has the capacity um, or, the, or the ability to write really... They speak their words and they do their stuff really well, but yeah, writing it is something else and having a really good application. So that's yeah, one of the reasons. That's right. And some, of course, have professionals that are doing yeah, this. Yeah, so, exactly. You know. I was trying to say that without being, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they do. People, or, or they have a designated person that, that is their role, you know. And so those, to me, they, they put their best case forward on paper or, you know, in the, in the application. And that perhaps those who, um, you know, that aren't quite so fluent they're going to um, miss out. Yeah. And that wouldn't, yeah, that's not good. Whereas we know our people quite well. And because I do, I can ring people or I know, well, I just know people. Yeah. And ran a long time. You know, know, you, know you get a good understanding of what people are doing. Oh, mo- most and, and definitely. the impact they're making really is what it is. So um, we're going to turn a little bit now to um, some some of the more broader tips and tricks to putting in funding applications. And you've worked in this space for a very long time um, as a funder, but also as someone applying for funds. So, yeah. You know. So so I thought it just might be nice to spend the the second half of our show today talking about what are some of the things people should consider if they are charged with putting together the funding applications on behalf of an organisation? Right. Well, first I'd say, remember that the funder's not there to trick you. They've got some specific questions they need answered, and that's because that's what they base their decisions on. So just make sure you answer the questions. It's not the quantity's not the important thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I know some of our funding, uh, some of the funding, um, particularly online, you know, they'll say it has to be 500 words or 300 or no more than, you know. So fit within those parameters, you know, like if some, mm. you, know, you know, how many people have you worked with and what impact have you had on such and such, answer that question, don't, you don't need to... Don't answer um, the question you wish was there. Yeah, <laughs> or just cut and paste, um, our organisation mm. is wonderful because we do this, that's not what's being asked, you know, these yes. specific reasons, it's sort of like a checklist, we can go through, oh yep, here we are, we can see this, yep, that meets this criteria, we've done that, we've done this, there's reasons that you ask those questions, that's more broadly. Um, another one would be... Be prepared. So, um, you know, have things, um, and I, it's much easier online life now with people, with many people using zero and things like that because mm. it's much easier because I know in the past it was very difficult sometimes for people to wait for their treasurer to get them out there 
statement of income and expenditure or what you know they have to yes. work it out by hand you know in a pencil sort of thing but it's easier but have things and I would always encourage people to have your funding a folder on your computer where you've got you know your charity's number you've got um, a, a copy of your most current you know your, your most current bank statements for each of your accounts um, uh, you know a copy of your annual accounts you know audited accounts have a copy have all these things in one space you know get your current statement of income and expenditure and financial position just have them there um, sitting in a folder so that you could just link 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 when you when you've asked to upload those rather than partway through you could say oh I don't know about this or I don't know about mm. that you so know? you called that a funding folder yeah people call it different things so I'd call it your funding folder and just keep it updated if you're sitting down to do them it's so much less stressful if you've got everything at your fingertips um, and mm. another one is I mean have a statement prepared because you, you are asked and people do, that do funding know this, you know, you're going to be asked questions relating to your, your organisation, your purpose, your objectives, um, the services and programmes you're doing, the, you know, um, you know what you're wanting money for, but also what you're doing. So the range of information, so you can paint your picture, this is us, this is what we do, this is how we make a difference in our world, this, and mm. this is how we know what's needed. And if you have that statement written, you can do a... I'm not saying everything should be cut and paste, but you can, you've got the, it's like writing an essay, you've got the basic idea there and you can just then purpose build it. Or doing a CV, you know, mm. you can have a basic cover letter and then you um, fine tune it to meet the needs of the fund. And yeah. I think it takes a lot of the stress out because instead of sitting there and having to think of these things all on the fly and write them up fresh, you've got your information there which you can use because, you, you know, it, it doesn't change who you are, what you do, who you service, mm. all those things. That doesn't change. That's who you are. That's you know. That's your organisation. So then you can just add. I, I just think you need to have be prepared. Um, the the um, the closing date isn't a challenge. It's it's a it's telling you when it's finished. So you've actually got six weeks before that yeah. to get it in. Now that's, so that's you know, really important. That one actually, Sally, so. because things have changed now, and that they are submitted online. Yeah. And so that often means um, no one can use their discretion. If no. you miss that deadline, you miss it. Yeah. You, you often know. encourage people to hand or to, to submit a bit early, and why is that? Well, because if there's anything wrong, if I see, oh, they've done this, and I bet you they didn't mean that, you know, I bet the, um, they meant, I've had one person last year ask um, for $5, and I thought, gee, that's not a big yeah. one. <laughs> and it would have been 5000 you know. But I, I can't alter their application without their say-so. So because it was there, it wasn't that big rush at the end where I just am just processing and going through. I, I had plenty of time to get onto the person, do this. There was another one, um, oh, there was something obvious missing, um, and the person was overseas. But because they was in well on time, I was able to, because there's some things I have to have in, mm. you know, I can't put the application through if these particular things, usually all the financial documents. If yes. they're not there, I, I can't process the application through to the next stage. But it was something like that. They'd gone overseas, but it was okay. There was plenty of time I was able to do what I needed to do, track down what I needed, and, um, you know, I, I was able to do that. Whereas if it's all left till the very last minute, mm. you can't. You know, my hands are tied as well, because I've got to, to be fair to everybody, you know, all the people that get their application and complete it on time, it's not fair because somebody else has forgotten or because, you know, somebody did something. You know, they've had, there's plenty of time and it's been mm. open on, you know, on the same date for, you know, years. So, you know, the same time frame in August um, for a long time. So, you know, I have to be fair to everybody and it wouldn't be fair if I let people just slither in because, you know... I mean, if something... I had, you know, if somebody else had a death in the family suddenly... <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm... I was able to make an allowance for the sort of entry thing, but then, you know, yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of funds can't just physically can't even do that, eh? Like, exactly. So, I have a little 
extra bit of facility because I also manage, manage the online form, but it's only, I wouldn't do it in, in fairness to everybody else that has done it on time. Yeah. I don't, I can't do it because it just wouldn't be right to sort of a disadvantage for everybody else. No, let me look. But many funds, no, you wouldn't have an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it certainly makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, so criteria seems to be quite key as well, eh? Understanding yep. it. Yep. Understand the criteria and being able to demonstrate how you align with that criteria. Yeah. How does your organisation, how does what you do align with this? And it, it doesn't need to be attachment after attachment proving that you've been doing great things for many years. It's just show me how how do you see that I you know you have opportunities here you you click you click on which bits you think you fill and then you just simply say it. we we do um, you know if we were looking at um, I have to go back to my words to get it right but if you're looking at um, how you fit you know say how you fit you know it's it's not mm. um, you know if happy and healthy families where everyone has a strong sense of self and is connected to their identity and culture with some of our um, ethnic community groups. They can say, this is what we do. We we have language schools for our children. We do this mm. and we have regular get-togethers. We support our older people by doing that and we do this and we do you know, whatever. You know, that's a clear definition. This is how we're retaining our identity and culture within our life in New Zealand is in this way, you know, keeping our families um, supported. You know, there was another, you know, things like... Um, a good example would be a support for youth because um, there were, you know, there's a lot of our ethnic youth we're having, you know, struggling because they've got they're living one life and identity and culture at home, and then at school they're immersed in more use perhaps Kiwi culture. So you know, there's yeah. and that was creating that creates can create quite a lot of friction or, or you know tension for kids, especially teenagers who are going through enough tension. Yes, I mean teenagers. You know, so there was a program around that. You know. Um, young people being resilient and connected and able to participate. So there's, that would be around um, engagement, you know, like um, getting kids involved in activities or support or having places to go mm. um, or, or services available to meet their needs in ways that youth want to be engaged with um, to ensure that they're able to meet, uh, you know, that they're able to get as far as they can. Some of the after-school programs or the you know, different things that work in that way, parents and carers feeling confident, supported, and young people are attached and secure. So that's about strong families, and so that's about you know, parenting classes and, um, you know, children. And often we're talking about the children where, where there's not as many resources within the family. Mm. Um, so helping people, you know, be the best they can be, and, and maybe if you've come from a background where you haven't had good examples in your own past about how, uh, how to be in a family, then, you know, places that can help support you become... Um, learn how to be a good parent and meet the needs of your children in, a, in a, you know, really positive ways. You know, so there's all of those type of, um, yeah, ways of looking. There's a violence-free homes, healthy, safe and violence-free homes. Well, our fund isn't going to do much in, with regard to um, unhoused people uh, because it's not a huge chunk of money, but mm. happy, you know, in healthy and safe violence-free homes. So that's, you know, our women's refuges, our mass support service, all those sort of places where those services are there to support people that are, you know, experiencing family violence or part, you know, partner violence or, you know, their children are beating them up and, you know, anything related. So you, you can fit. Most places you can find a fit. So if you're working within a community organisation that's supporting families in some way, yeah. you can find yourself a space here. I'm always available to chat. Uh, I, I think that's really key too and, and we're about to run out of time so probably the big message there is is check that criteria, look at yeah. how you fit and if you're struggling with it give Sally a call or yeah. an email, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
stick with me and I'll help you out. Look, that's marvellous. Um, thanks, Sally, for chatting to us. And so Tindall is open until when? Uh, I think 16th of September, I believe. Yep, yep. so you've got, yep. got a bit of time. So start yep. getting into it. Give Sally a call if you need any help. And, um, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing those applications coming on in. Fantastic. It's all online and at our website. Thank you so much. And that is us for another week. You've been listening to Connect the Community Wakato, Free FM, 89.0. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.